What? Why are you Venkman? Because I'm Venkman. No, I'm Venkman. Why can't there just be two Venkmans? Because there's only one Venkman in real life. We planned this months ago. I'm Venkman, Dustin Stans, you're Egon, and you're Winston. I specifically didn't agree to Winston. Yes, you did. I don't think he did. No one wants to be Winston, man. What's wrong with Winston? What's wrong with Winston? He joined the team super late. He's not funny, and he's not even a scientist. Yeah, but he's so cool. If he's cool, then you be Winston. What? I can't. Why not? Be because... Be be because you're not black? I didn't say that. You thought it. I didn't say that. My Guys. Why is no one else wearing costumes? I am Christopher Maverick, and as always, I am here once again with Wayne Wise. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Mav. So, interesting topic for today that should have had way more guests than it does. We tried. (laughs) We tried. So, if you've been following the blog on www.boxpopcast.com, which you should be, then you might know the topic already. We are going to be talking about cosplay with people of color. We had several guests booked. Uh, and the lost gods, them. The gods of te- techni- technical difficulties, gods of, but we gods of technology were just completely against them appearing tonight. <laughs> right, right. Which is, yeah, you know, the gods of technology or the man trying to keep them down to stay with the theme of the show. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. <laughs> but we do have one. We do have one, and our guest tonight is Ayana. Hey, Ayana. Hey, Ayana. <laughs> so. As per normal on the show, when it's a guest of somebody I know, I say, where do I know you from? Mav knows me from being his favorite student in his <laughs> sex violence and comics class when I was in my senior year of college. And I actually thought it was going to be the easiest class that I could take because I wanted to bullshit in my last semester. But it was really fucking hard because there was so much writing involved. <laughs> but I was glad I took it because yeah. it really got me into comics. And that's why I have a nice. blog that's dedicated to it now. So awesome. I appreciate him. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Wayne also teaches a comics class and has had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. My my favorite student has been a guest on the show twice now. So what? Three times. Oh, really? I, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she has gone on and gotten a master's degree and is is making a, a tremendous you know progress. I don't take any credit for any of that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, now Abby oh, was so my awesome. yeah now Abby was my star pupil like from day one and uh, just very very proud of her. So okay, and Abby. Probably also just self declares favorite student same way as Hannah did. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, no, she it's she did. Yeah, it, but, and, 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 except for except for if any of my other students are listening, then she's totally wrong. Right. You were my favorite. <laughs> but I tried no. really really hard to be your favorite, and I told you that. <laughs> I was determined to make sure well, I was your favorite. And it's funny you say that. I'm, I'm outing Abby. Abby came to the store where I worked to introduce herself to me before the class started. Really? She just came, came down like like she was like she was so into comics and and she knew I worked there and just came down to introduce herself to me and she told me a couple years later that she goes yeah i totally did that because i wanted to be your favorite really that's so funny <laughs> see, see, I, people, should, people people should as a tip 
let your professor know ahead of time. Right. We do take bribes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take bribes. That's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. If you're, you know, if anybody who might be hiring me is listening, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now I, I, let, let me make my announcement at the beginning of the show instead of the end. Um, and, and I've already told Matt this. I, as of two and a half weeks from now, I am teaching a class in gra- the graphic novel at the University of Pittsburgh, which fell into my lap very quickly. So uh, <laughs> as of right now, no, I do not take bribes. I <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, in two and a half weeks from now, I am teaching. The same class Iana was just talking about sex, violence, and comics at Duquesne University. So, yeah, I don't take bribes no, either. No, nope, <laughs> totally not. <laughs> so, anyway, though, the, the the topic for today, if you've been following the blog, is cosplayers of color, and this happened in a weird sort of fortuitous way. And this is why Iana is on the show tonight. Last week, if you listen to the show, we talked about. Um, sexuality in superheroine redes- costume redesigns. And in particular, we were mostly focusing on the character of she because she was in the news that week. But we also talked quite a bit about the character of Zatanna. So while I happened to be writing up the blog talking about Zatanna, I was actually looking for photos of her online to use on the blog because I knew that we were going to use her as an example. Ayana happened to send me a direct message on Facebook asking me, a question she asked, did I think it was appropriate for a black woman such as herself to cosplay as a white character, such as specifically Zatanna? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, interestingly enough, as I personally think it is, but also, hey, do you want to be on the show next week? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because this is how I produce this yes, show. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, we, like, we, we have this long-standing list of things that we never get to, and every week... Like, yes, we've I done like two of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. What, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Every week, a new topic presents itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think last week on the show, I said the thing with She-Ra's and the internet will be super mad about it, and then next week, something will happen, and everybody will forget and be super mad yeah. about that thing. That's how this show yeah. works. It's just like, whatever is happening to be going on right now, that's the topic, because... That's how much I, well, it makes us topical. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah, not laziness. Topical. I was going to say it was laziness. No, it's topical. topical. It's very relevant. <laughs> cutting relevant. cutting edge of nerd technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you did cosplay as Zatanna and and your pictures are on the blog. Mm-hmm. Or a couple you. of them are. are <laughs> you're welcome. How'd it go? I thought it was really fun. I actually ended up putting the cosplay together. It was a closet co- cosplay. So I just pretty much used things that I already had access to. Since I'm mm-hmm. poor, so I didn't have enough <laughs> money to like spend on making like my own costume, and I wasn't going to take like a sewing class yet. Maybe one day, but um, <laughs> it was something that I was like, "Yeah, we'll have to have Katya on for another cosplay yeah. episode because she <laughs> oh, that'd be <laughs> cool." Sewing. I was kind of nervous about it when I was sliding into Mab's DMs because I'm always in his inbox. <laughs> when I was talking to him, I was like telling him about um, all the backlash that Anna Diop had received from her Starfire cosplay, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Well." I'm black and I wonder if people are going to feel the same way about me cosplaying someone who's white. And a lot of people can be really And the cool. answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course that. you will, but do you care? But I mean, nobody knows me right now, so I didn't get any negative comments. So I was pretty happy about that. But I didn't want anybody to interpret it as something that was inaccurate just because of my skin tone. Just because for me, why I really like cosplay anyway, it's just that it's, it is an art form, like you said, in the call for comments. And I feel like it's a way to... Mm-hmm just express yourself. And I feel like if you can bring that across through your cosplay, then I feel like you've gotten the job done because I feel like if everybody looked the same, 
none of the cosplays would be unique anymore. And there'd be no reason to follow anybody new if they all look 100% alike. <laughs> like all the Deadpools. <laughs> <laughs> and shot fired. <laughs> So I, I apologize to all Deadpool players. Please continue <laughs> listening to our show. <laughs> the funny thing is generally I'm the mean person and Wayne's supposed to be the nice person on the show. <laughs> but it ends up being a lot of fun. And I feel like a lot of people ended up supporting me. I feel like if I was a bit bigger, I would probably get some negative backlash towards it. And I mean, and if it, there's a lot of there's hatred towards the black community anyway, where mm -hmm. a lot of people will tell black women that were unattractive just in general. Mm -hmm. And so I I felt a little nervous about that also, but I figured that I just kind of had to push through it and I figured that there would be someone out there that would like it. And that's kind of what got me through it. I ended up really enjoying it. Good. And I think it looked awesome. So yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you haven't worn it to a con or a show yet. You did it purely for an Instagram shoot. Yeah. I just did it for fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll go to a con at some point though. <laughs> yeah. No, it looked, I think, I think, so you said something that I think is actually very relevant, which was you expressed yourself through the outfit, so which is important. But also you pointed out that there's almost no point to cosplay if everyone looks exactly the same. I, I think one of the differences between making your own cosplay outfit, whether you do it out of clothing you already have, which you said you did, mm -hmm. or whether you, you know, you build a $15 million, you know, Transformers suit <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I think no matter which level you're on, there is something to be said for the authenticity. But I think a lot of it is also the craftsmanship and how much you have sort of made the character your mm -hmm. own while still remaining true to the character. Right. Zatanna in particular has, and we talked about this last week, we talked about her costume has certain elements to it that are sort of stylistic to her. The you know, things like the fishnets that she wears, the top hat that she wears, mm -hmm. both of which you had. However, every artist has their own interpretation of it. It's varied from time to time as to whether or not, you know, whether or not the jacket has tails, whether or not she's wearing a corset or a bra or a full blouse. There was that you know, the, weird period in the seventies when she was wearing a cape with a snake on her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, which a costume that nobody remembers, right. but the classic costume right. even yeah. sort of varies from time to time. And I think that when you said if everybody's wearing the exact same one, there's no point. I mean, that's the Halloween costume that you just buy yeah. at the store. Right. Yeah, and there isn't a point to that. So I don't think it's just the color of your skin that sort of makes the outfit unique. One of the things that I talked about with you, which was an interesting choice, was rather than a bow tie, you used um, sort of a like a ribbon tie. Yeah, I just pulled it off a jewelry box and just yeah. wrapped it around my neck <laughs> and it worked. So, yeah, it, no, and it did. It, it, it was a fine, you know, it was it was a flourish. I, I don't think there was anybody who knows comics. I mean, assuming you know that character, you know who you were, you, you, who you were yeah. trying to portray. You weren't there. Were, yeah. You weren't going to lose anybody on it. Yeah. And I think as long as you have those like the main elements, like if you wanted to cosplay Batman, you can't not have a symbol. If you wanted to cosplay Superman, you can't not have a symbol. Like I feel like if you have the one mm -hmm. element that show that everybody knows, <laughs> and anything else could be your own interpretation yeah. of whatever character what, you're trying to portray. Whatever the most iconic elements are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that makes it interesting, if you look at the Zatanna costume, it's pretty similar to the Black Canary costume, but I don't think anybody would confuse the two of right. them. I mean, one has a top hat, one doesn't. <laughs> the, the boat, no, but, it, but it's not one, just one that. One has a leather jacket, one's wearing tails. 
well, not always. But not always. In fact, yeah. I don't, did you have did you have tails on your jacket? I don't remember. Yeah, I did. So I think that there is something to the authenticity, but that brings us to the actual question of if the authenticity matters, and I don't know that it does. How do you deal with the, the skin color issue, and do you have to? It's uh, a good question because, <laughs> and I, I get I get what you're saying, but I just. I feel like it could be as simple as saying like that I can't change my skin color. So I don't really have a choice, but to be a black Satana. So I'm like, <laughs> right. this is what I or have. You could, yeah. Or you could, and that would be problematic in other ways, yeah. which, is, right. which we'll right. get to. I think it's one yes. of the when it, you Mav and I talking about this this topic ahead of time, and you know, it, th- there is there's the the whole issues of you get into issues of cultural appropriation, and you know I don't have a problem with anybody cosplaying whoever they want. To me, it's about identifying with a character. Something about this character speaks to you, and you want to embody what that thing is. And and I think within the context of, of cosplay and, and conventions, I'm all for that multicultural. Be who you want to be. You, know, you do you. Whatever character speaks mm-hmm. to you. I say that fully recognizing the problems of things, you know, things that can be perceived as you know, blackface, you know, cultural appropriation, all mm-hmm. of that stuff that all comes into play. Um, and, and there mm-hmm. is, there's that whole culture imbalance and the, the power imbalance. And I, you and, and the blog, I mentioned the thing, you know, when I'm 10 years old, I'm running around the backyard out in the country pretending to be Luke Cage, who is a black character. I grew up mm-hmm. in a 100% white rural area, but there was something about that character I dug. <laughs> And it never crossed my mind that I shouldn't go out and pretend to be him. Now, I didn't do the blackface thing, but I did buy a, a yellow shirt with puffy sleeves. Uh, but if I were a cosplayer, I would probably not choose to do that costume today because I'm not 10 years old. And it has different implications mm-hmm. for me to do that. Uh, unless, Mav, if you and I went and did a cosplay together where I was Luke Cage and you were Iron Fist, the humor of that might get us by. <laughs> And I think that's something that sort of is relevant to point out. Since I wrote the blog, I've been thinking about this and we have a few issues. We have the issue of can you cosplay as someone of a different race? And I I firmly believe you can. I think that's one of the things that because of the cultural appropriation issues that you've both just been talking about, it's probably a little more acceptable. <sighs> it's probably a little more acceptable in the current cultural moment for a person of color to cosplay as a white character than vice versa. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Like, like right now, probably you don't want a white guy wandering around in a black Panther costume, no matter how popular that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, but if, if my six year old son, white son wants a black Panther costume for Halloween, because he digs the movie and digs the character, then, then I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, it's, I completely lost where I was going. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's well, different. But yeah, and, and I think that's different. And I think one thing you can almost get away with it. I bet you, I bet you a white guy in full Black Panther costume with mask. Not showing Obviously you can walk around Comic-Con and no one would know. No one would right. care. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the, I'm the, certain I've seen white guys in the war machine costume. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, and it also comes back to in terms of choices, people of color have less characters of color to choose from so so, unfortunately yeah unfortunately so the the palette of choices you have is less and and there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with saying no you can only be war machine or black panther or or luke kate well and even as ayana and i are both black if you hadn't picked up on that in context of conversation wayne is white (laughs) as a black person i have more options 
than if if I were a Native American. Uh, if I were an, a, a Native American, there are like three Marvel characters. If I were Asian, there are like well, if I were Asian, generically Asian, there are about ten. If I pick if I pick any specific Asian race, like Korean or Chinese or Japanese, I probably drop down one to guy. one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe I, and, and, and maybe and, it might match my gender. And they're all maybe. ninjas. They're all ninjas. Yeah. No, no, one's how a day is show. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, and, and but that's the issue. You know, you might have one guy. And so that gives you a little <laughs> see, more and, of a and if know, I play Iron Fist, I'm still engaging in cultural cultural appropriation. So <laughs> Right. Right. Well, but that brings this to the other issue, because one of the things that um, is really common, and I was hoping to find a cosplayer that, that we could have had on today who's done, and maybe we'll do another show on, on gender bending cosplay. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a general issue, that tends to be more acceptable, particularly there are many women who cosplay male characters mm-hmm. and sometimes just the male character. Other times the sexy female the version gender, of male right. character. Yeah, I've seen I've seen many what, of what if cable was a Yeah, what hmm? what's the internet rule? For every character there's an opposite gender version of that character out there. Rule 63. Yeah. <laughs> yes, rule 63 on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that sort of works in a way, you know, because uh, I mean, on one respect, it's quite simple, like geeks being geeks are unlikely to in mass complain if there's a sexy girl wandering around, they'll find a way to just shut the fuck up about right. it. Yeah, they'll justify <laughs> no it. No matter whether it bothers well, you. And, 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 At least it, until it's behind your back. Yeah. In fact, and then they'll complain yeah. about you if you didn't date well, them. But, um, <laughs> but part of it is the same issue I just said with with you know, characters of color. There are less female characters to cosplay than there are male characters. Right. So on it the, lends itself on to On the that. other hand, I've seen many guys cosplaying Disney princesses. I've yeah. seen many male Harley Quinn. Yeah. I've seen, you know, there, there are exceptions. Yeah, you were. Where, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, that's true. I did. I did dress as Harley Quinn for Halloween a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, you can sort of get away with that in a way, partly if you embrace the humor of it, the ridiculousness of it, if it becomes a respectful parody as opposed to a disrespectful parody and the disrespectful Intent doesn't necessarily matter. It's more about how people feel about the disrespecting of the parody. Mm-hmm. Like I have absolutely seen men wandering around as Princess Leia in the steel bikini. Yes. I've been to many comic book shows, science fiction conventions where that happens. I don't know that there has been a comic book convention anywhere in the world in the last three years where there wasn't at least one, if not 10 male Harleys wandering yeah. around. And female Deadpool's yes. and 200 female Harleys and 200 male Deadpool's. Yes. <laughs> they are very, <laughs> they are very, very common costumes. Place. And so I think you can get away with certain things like that. I think that you can easily be a black Batman. You can be a black Superman and no one's going to say anything. Actually, I shouldn't say no one because so, some, some people will say something. Will say something. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, fuck those guys. Um, that's, <laughs> that's my basic, my basic feeling on that. Mm-hmm. Because Link, who's been on the show, he commented on, on the call for comments saying that he believes cosplay is for anyone. And even outside of the issue of race, he's seen people in wheelchairs show up at a convention in the Superman outfit. Yeah. And then seeing assholes complain at them because, well, Superman's not in a wheelchair. How can you be Superman? You you have to be either Professor X or Oracle because those are your wheelchair heroes. And if the if the wheelchair bound person 
doesn't want to be, if they want to feel super for a day and wear Superman costumes, well, you know, fuck you, they're a comic book fan, let them do yeah, whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and, so and, resp- and that's it. The idea of, of the cosplay is this should be empowering. You pick something that, that makes mm-hmm. you feel empowered. In in a respect, I think that you can get away with that. You know, you made the joke, but I think you're absolutely right. I think if we, if we show up at a comic book convention as Power Man and Iron Fist, but in swap the, the reverse yeah. race, yeah, like it would absolutely work. I don't think anybody would have a problem with because it. They would, they would because they would get the sense of humor. Yeah. And because, because it's, it's commentary. if we both did it, it becomes it becomes cultural commentary right. in a way that yes, just one of us does it. It becomes a racially a, weird a, a, a issue. Poor life choice, <laughs> particularly if it, yeah, particularly if it's if it's just you. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. Yes, yes, it would be a much poorer life choice for me solo than it would be for you. And I absolutely get why. I was also I read this one um, article about this white couple that they were they live in Pennsylvania and there's a lot of Hispanic immigrants in their town and they were talking about how with the influx of immigrants into the United States there are white people as a whole are trying to preserve the rest of their Americanness that they feel that they have left so I yes, feel like yeah. when there are black cosplayers or non-white cosplayers that are cosplaying white characters I feel like mm-hmm. on some level that white cosplayers feel that we're taking something away from them because we're taking their jobs now we're taking other things that they feel that that's belong it. to them already that's an interesting so way i feel to like that. it really i feel like that they want to keep something for themselves because they feel like there's so many other things that are being taken away like in this in our current cultural climate right because now because 95 percent of all comics characters being white aren't enough <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I think, like we need this too. <laughs> I think in the show notes, I'll try to remember to link to a book called Orientalism by Edward Said. It's particularly about the Orient and about appropriation of Asian culture. And it's called Orientalism for a reason. Mm-hmm. But it speaks to fear of the other, the racial other of any kind of othering. And I mean, I think the two of you are touching on an issue that I think is very common allow this to become a Trump show for a moment, (laughs) which has happened before. This is not something that Trump caused. There is a fear of othering. There is a fear of the unknown, the unfamiliar. Yeah, there's a fear of the unknown, but there's also the classic way of characterizing America was to call it the great melting pot, where you come here and all the cultures mix together and they form one culture that is American. We're no longer African. We're no longer Hispanic or Spanish or Japanese or Chinese or Korean. You're all just an American now. And it was a very popular metaphor at one point. But the problem with that was what that really implied was we want you to assimilate the American culture, i.e. the white culture, the colonialist culture. No one meant that they wanted you to become Native Americans when they said that. They were othered as well. What they meant was we want you to assimilate the culture that was born out of 1700s colonialism that that built America and sort of mutated. I mean, the the, comics presence of that, you know, all the the Jewish creator who creators of comics who took on, you know, very, very white white Christian Christian names names. and all of them wrote characters who were you know, white square jawed guys. And so mm-hmm. you know, th- that that's always been a piece of it that and you know the whole the metaphor of the secret identity um Michael Chabon dealt with this in Adventures of Cavalier and Clay you know the the whole 
the secret identity. I'm at work and I'm a white guy blending into American culture. I go home and I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. So you you were living and, two lives. There was that double life and the mask, right. which, you know, the essence of cosplay is the wearing mask. And I think the fear becomes, you know, we've we've reached a point where now when I was a kid, they called it the mixing bowl. But now instead of the melting pot, it was the melting pot versus the mixing bowl argument was when I first started getting. Yeah. When I was a kid, when I first started getting into cultural theory at, you know, age nine, <laughs> and I'm not joking because that's how big a nerd I am. But but. That metaphor continues. Now we're at a point where in 2018, it is very, and I hate this word, it is very woke to understand that I'm not trying to necessarily melt into one culture. I'm trying to be American and maintain my othered culture, whatever that culture is. And that's fine, but that is threatening to the idea of whiteness. And when I use that term for anybody who is not a big cultural theory nerd, that's not an insult. (laughs) I don't mean, I I mean, I, and I realize the two of you understand that, but I just realized I'm, I'm now going off on a, on a much more academic rant than, you know, I tend to do on this show, but they, but the, the idea of whiteness as a culture And this is a mistake that people make. I I think a lot of scholars make people often talk about whiteness as though it is not a culture. People often talk about maleness as though it is not a gender. Those things are not true. And a lot of people talk about gender as though gender is female or trans male or trans female or non-binary or, and they ignore cis male as, as a, as a gender, as though it doesn't count. That's damaging. It assumes it's the default. It's a that's that's a decision born of patriarchy. Same which, way with, which, with race, which harms to the, assume, the cis male gender as much as anything else. As, yeah. as much as anything else. Same thing happens with with race. If you assume that whiteness is not a race, that race can only be people of color. When you when we say people of color, we're literally at this point, and this wasn't always true. It used to mean that people of color typically meant African Americans. And to a lesser extent, Hispanics, which is a problematic term because it involved Latinos and people from Spain, right. which bear very little resemblance other than the fact that their language is similar. <laughs> but but it, that's what it meant. And then it sort of grew to include Indians and Asians. Mm-hmm. And now people of color generally means it typically is something that means anybody but white people. Right. Which sort of translates to white people don't have a race or they don't have a culture or an ethnicity. And I, and I know enough and, white people who who hear that as an exclusionary term. And, and, yes, and, that, that, and that's right. And, and that, that leads to that fear and that they are losing their culture, right. quote unquote. Right. And because the white culture is so mixed and intricated into the American culture with quotes around it, it becomes hard to distinguish. So if you have a world where we are celebrating people of color, and again, if people of color has meant to mean everybody but white people, then when white people fear that the Mexicans, the Muslims, the Africans, the whoever are coming to take away our stuff, they're not exactly wrong. (laughs) And, And like they're morally wrong and they're even like logically wrong. It's not like anybody's coming specifically to take anything from you, but the fear is justified by the yeah. rhetoric, the way we speak well, about and, it. 
makes it feel it's a yeah. very real fear. So if that happens, there is sort of a there there is sort of an inclination to push back of the question the question becomes the retort becomes well if i can't cosplay luke cage why do you get to cosplay superman and that's a question that needs to be answered in a better way than because you're white and you're privileged without right. explaining what that means <laughs> yes that's the answer yes that and, is the and, correct and, answer but and, to just and, and, and but once again, that, that incredibly rural area I'm from, lots of people who you work really hard, you know, people who have lost their jobs, whatever, you tell them they're privileged, they don't know what the fuck you're mm -hmm. talking about. You know, it, it sounds like an insult to them because they're mm -hmm. working hard and not getting any farther. I know what it means. They Yes. And and when you say it without when when you say it without, I mean, we've we're gonna do a show in a few <laughs> weeks that talks about that talks about the national anthem problem um but when you say that term without explaining it to people which is again part of why this show exists which is why i'm you know sort of going off on this tangent when you say something like that dismissively then the anger mm -hmm. is the natural result now that doesn't mean that the person getting angry is right and that the person of color is wrong it's absolutely the opposite one thing that infuriates me personally and this is, uh, is when people i agree with get into an argument and take the stance of it's not my job to teach you about culture. And you're right. It's not your job. However, if you don't do it anyway, then right. nothing ever gets better. Right. Again, that's well, why this show exists. Now, granted, it is my yeah, job. Right. It literally is my <laughs> job. So, that's, a, that's, that's what you're trying so, to so do. For me. And, and going, going back to that fear of you, loss of jobs and whatever, Mm -hmm. things that, that people don't think of back back home that I keep referring to more jobs have been lost to automatic checkout machines at Walmart than to immigrants yes but but you By don't far. they don't think of that your technology is taking those jobs like you know, I go to Walmart automatic checkout machines don't yell yeah, at you right and 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 That's what Walmart is. doesn't have to pay them a salary or health care or benefits or whatever mm -hmm. and you know they don't have to pay me to bag my own groceries or, or, or scan them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're helping the, the Walmart family who are already multi gazillionaires make more money because you're doing work for them that they're not paying you for. Mm -hmm. But you can't argue with a Yeah. You right, can't argue right. with a computer. You can argue yeah, with a Mexican yeah. and, and that's what it and, came down to. And the, the automated take checkout things, they're, they're invisible to people. It's just, Oh, it's new technology. This is convenient. I'll use it. Not realizing that that's how many jobs that no longer exist in this County and right. no one's benefiting from it except the company that isn't paying more employees. So I fully understand that by separating, like if you specifically say that there are, you have white people and then you have POCs and then you make that distinction that it is in a way, it's definitely obviously divisive because you are making that distinction. But I feel like mm -hmm. that the only reason that that distinction is there is because people of color, people that aren't white mm -hmm. have a shared experience that we can all relate to that white people, they may be aware of it, but they don't they can't ever understand they the feeling. And, 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 right. and, Which is what and, needs to be explained. And, 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 yeah. <laughs> to and them. like, despite the fact and, that. As the token white guy on the show, you know, I'll agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that if you're, you know, in academia, that you understand why that it is, why certain things are problematic, why separating, you know, culture from culture is actually problematic and doesn't really help. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that most people aren't thinking about it that deeply. And I'll feel like a lot of arguments that people have are based off of, how it makes them feel oh, and all of these arguments yeah. are emotion based mm -hmm. and that nobody's using logic. Everybody's basing it off of how 
they're taking something away from me, yeah. even though that necessarily mm-hmm. isn't the case. So I feel like in order to like solve the problem, I feel like everybody just has to feel happy or feel like they're not being stolen from. Something I, I mentioned in, in the blog, that whole idea of empathy, you part of the reason you, you read literature, you read stories about other people, other cultures. You, reading is one of the things that builds empathy better than anything else in the world. It allows you to put yourself in the position of another character. And the more types of things you read, the more types of people you're able to, able to be empathetic with. And we're in a culture that doesn't do that much reading, so you don't learn those skills. But yeah, that's when you read, you project yourself into these characters. And cosplay is a physical manifestation of projecting yourself into these characters that idea mm-hmm. of feeling empathy for i the luke cage thing once again yeah i i'm in the middle of a rural county and one of my favorite characters is a black man in harlem in 1972 okay and at that point in 1972 had you met a black man <laughs> in I, real life yet? not i mean seriously seriously <laughs> i you know my my school was white 100 white i remember i was on a baseball team when i was 12 one of the teams we played had two black kids on it Mm-hmm. I didn't meet a black person that I became friends with until I was in college. And not for lack of trying. Not just, for lack of trying. They, 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 literally they, no they one weren't is. there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I say, and, the only. I know, where you, I, know where you, I know where you grew up. Yep. This is not a vestige of you having grown up in the 70s. No. They're still not no, they're there right. now. They're not there now yeah. either. Right. Exactly. Um, so, 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 yeah, I, I said in the blog, but it's true. The only black people I knew until I was 18 years old was Luke Cage, the Black Panther, George Jefferson, and Jimmy J.J. Walker. And I, I, I may be the only person in Greene County who owned a Stevie Wonder album. So, but, but, but and I believe that's probably also probably still true. Um, <laughs> it is a very white place. Um, but, but that was my experience. But, but reading, you know, reading those comics, the first Black Panther story I ever read, he's fighting the Sons of the Serpent, who are a thinly veiled version of the Klan. Of a clan, Venley. But but that was my first. Aren't the robes purple and white or something like that? Um, But 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 I'm reading. In my mind, he was a member of the Avengers, just like everybody else. You know, Luke Cage. I just I got into that character. I'm listening to Stevie Wonder. You know, to me, having no real black people around, my my access to black culture was through the media. And it's questionable as to how good that was. Like I, I that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking yeah. terrible. And, and that's <laughs> I, I am now fully aware that my knowledge of urban black culture in the seventies, as I learned it through Luke Cage, is probably not very accurate. In my dreams, there's this first meeting of Wayne with a real live black person in college, and he just walks up to him and says, "Sweet Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> It's a Luke Cage joke. If you watch the television show or read the original book, you might get that. <laughs> so, but, but that is, but you know, it was, it was books. It was comics. It was music that introduced me to the idea of people who aren't like me and growing up where I did, that's the only access I had to people who weren't like me. Mm-hmm. So I, I see all of this is important and important. I, I know how important it was for me in, in my life. Um, and, and, and opening my world up and opening up my my version of, of what people could be. Um, and then you're trying to bring that back to the cosplay thing. I, I do. I, I see cosplay as so much just an extension of that projecting yourself into other characters. Here is something about this character that I identify with. Why did I identify with Luke Cage when I was 11 years old? I don't know. I thought the character was fun. I liked the books. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why that character spoke to me, given my 
cultural circumstances, but it did. Mm-hmm. And, and I see you know, all of that, that you know, cosplay, the second half of that word, play. You, what is play? It, it's pretending. It, it's trying on new roles. It, it's trying. It's learning how to navigate a world in your imagination that you don't necessarily have in real life. Yeah, it's possible that like you were drawn to it just for the fact that it was something that you didn't see all the time. Yeah. Because like I remember that we would talk about like in our class, Mav, like mm-hmm. people look to superheroes. I as love how somebody. she struggles to call me Mav rather than Mr. Mav. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's, it's really hard for me because there's like a whole thing behind it. But I can't get out of the fact that I he used to teach me and like now we're like <laughs> friends. So it's odd to me, but whatever. I'm trying now. But um, yeah, like we were talking about it in class and we were saying that um, superheroes, the reason why people love superheroes at all is because they represent something that we're constantly aiming to be and modify ourselves in such a way that we can probably, we can try to be like them, even though we never will. Mm -hmm. But it's just that use of imagination, which keeps us going back because it's a, I don't know, maybe it's like a source of motivation or because it's something that you can have and people always want what they can't have or what they're unfamiliar with. There's an ideal that you're super. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Since you didn't see there's an ideal that like it could be, you could have just been like intrigued by it, you know, like at a younger age, like I was intrigued by, well, not necessarily intrigued by white people because I was actually around white people all the time. Yeah. So I was intrigued by blackness because I had so little access to it. And I was always desperate to find people that looked like me because it was something that I didn't have access Mm -hmm. to. Well, and we keep, we allude to this in every episode and keep saying we're going to do a full episode on it, but that whole idea of you mask theory and, and mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, like we're all wearing costumes all the time, but you know, back ancient of days, the, the shamans, that, that whole idea that, you know, they put on the skins of animals, you put on garments, you holy men put on garments to embody the gods, you know, when, when you, when the, the ancient Celtic shaman was wearing a headdress made of, of deer horns, he wasn't just wearing a costume. He was embodying the great horn God. I mean, physically embodying it. So any of this, you know, we, we put on a costume in an effort to embody these qualities that we find admirable and that we wish to replicate in our own life. I want to dress like Superman because I want to feel invulnerable. And I recently told Ayana about this book and it will be linked in the show notes. There's a book that I very much enjoy called Superhero Costume, Identity and Disguise in Fact and Fiction by uh, Barbara Brownie and Danny Graydon. And it deals with that issue. Specifically, if we take the character of Superman, there is no six-year-old boy in this country in the last I'm going to say 60 or 70 years who has not tied a towel around his neck while wearing his Superman t-shirt and believed that he could fly. Yeah. That, that is, that's all I, I, you very, you said it at the very beginning that the idea of cosplaying as Superman, if you have nothing else, you have that S symbol on your chest that right. makes you feel yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. That book that I mentioned has a plate in it as a, as a picture of it's a news story where I don't remember, I don't don't have the book in front of me. And so I can't remember which country was at war, but there was a war in some country, not America. And there is a seven-year-old boy in a Superman t-shirt who sort of runs up and is just sort of running towards the tank Mm -hmm. because he believes he can. Mm -hmm. And it is really, it's horribly dangerous. Please don't (laughs) do this. Yeah, right. (laughs) Don't try this at all. But there's a, but there is a six-year-old sense what? of innocence that the idea that, you know, 
Dane Cook, comedian, makes a joke or made a joke uh, years and years ago where he said every time he sees someone wearing a Superman T-shirt, he, w- he wants to just take out a gun, shoot them in the chest and go, huh, guess not. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is horrible. But, but, there's a, but, but that's what that symbol well, and, means, that you, you adopt the sense of power. And I think that when, when Wayne talks about cosplaying as Luke Cage when you're 10, There is a sense of, I want the power. Mm. I want to be what that character represents. I talked about why do we read comics? Like, you know, and the thing is, even the, even the characters that I find problematic, the Rorschach, mm. Rorschach should not have been as popular as he became. We talked about that on, on the sectarian review when you and I were guests on that. The, but Rorschach becomes cosplayed because to a certain type of person who feels and this is something that Moore probably didn't intend and didn't, and didn't understand that he was going to that he was going to create. But I understand why it did. If you feel put upon in your life, if you feel powerless, if you if you wish that you could be the guy that stands up to any bully and any injustice and sees the world in a very black mm-hmm. and white way where there are no shades of gray, where nuance doesn't matter. There's good and there's bad. And I am always right. And you never feel like you have that. Then God damn it. Rorschach See, sings I, to I, you. I cosplayed Rorschach once at a Halloween party. Now mm-hmm. this was in 19 fall of 88 it was mm-hmm. a Halloween party. Before of, anybody else had read it. <laughs> of my, no, it was a Halloween party that I went to with all the other people in the graduate clinical psychology program I was in, where we had studied giving the Rorschach test. Okay, that makes sense. No one in that room had a clue who that character was. They recognized <laughs> the pattern on the mask. <laughs> right. So, but there's a sense where you adopt in cosplay, you're adopting that power, and you are a. Associating See, I'm going to take it. it a step farther, though. It's not just comic books and, and nerd conventions. Go to any bar in Pittsburgh right now at 1110 on a Thursday night and somebody's wearing a Sidney Crosby shirt. Yeah. Well. And, and I'm <laughs> yeah, going to make the yeah. point that they're cosplaying. <laughs> I think so. I will grant you that. I will grant you. I mean, they're, they're not sitting there. They're <laughs> right. not sitting there thinking I am Sidney Crosby, but, but they are wearing they are wearing the garments of something they aspire to here. I am a minor hockey fan. I don't watch mm-hmm. every hockey game. I do watch every Steelers game. I don't think I've missed one in a decade. And if I watch the Steelers game, certainly if I go to a bar, but if I'm watching it in my home, even if I have to teach rather than my regular shirt and tie that I wear, I wear a Steelers jersey with the number 88 and my name yeah. on the back that I have and that I have hand, hand stitched. Why? Because I like to pretend that I'm right. part of the and, team. And I'm a grown man. I bring this up not to make fun of it, just to recognize no. that this isn't just superheroes and fantasy stuff. Every city with a football team has people who cosplay every Sunday while that team's mm-hmm. playing. They don't call right. They don't call it that. Oh, yeah. They don't. They don't call it that. <laughs> but if you put on a Troy Palomalu shirt, it's because you are identifying with this character, not character. This person, you will want to embody the things that you see as a positive thing about him. And it's it's also because it's magic, and it will help well, them no, win. Wayne, no, you don't understand well, no, I, but I understand superheroes. That's why you put on a Green Lantern shirt because <laughs> it's magic. It, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, I didn't think about sports that way. <laughs> the, the the difference is, you know, used to be I'd get beat up in a bar if I was wearing a Green Lantern shirt, and I wouldn't if I was wearing a, a, a football jersey. But it's the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Well, if it's the wrong team, well, yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's the exact same thing. Uh, there there are more sports cosplayers in Pittsburgh than there are superhero cosplayers in Pittsburgh. <laughs> 
And and speaking of this, in the last few years, the Pittsburgh Pirates, there are people at every game dressed as actual pirates, the R-Mady Pirates. Mm -hmm. People have started going to Pirates (laughs) games in cosplay. The Pirates had a Star Wars night where everybody shows up as Jedi. You know, like (laughs) we've we've infected you sports, uh, which I just find kind of awesome and and hysterical at the same time. Uh, (laughs) Well, to swing it back around, I think we accept then, be it sports, be it superheroes be at jane austen yeah. conventions that there there's a certain identification you know yeah there's a certain identification that comes with being in costume and becoming part of the thing so to return to the racism and racial oh, yeah. issue <laughs> uh, there which, well no because this is because, because this is where i was sort of going with it when you when you talked about mask theory you talk about you know becoming the character and i'm going to postulate that being a 10 year old luke cage while i understand why some people might find it problematic i think that again you explained you grew up in an area and i cannot undersell for anyone listening just how white green county pennsylvania is <laughs> i just i just want you to understand that we're I, like we exaggerate yeah, a lot no, on this I, show when we say there are no black that, people that, there there are that, no black people that, there. That recent thing that you heard me read a few weeks ago, um, you're doing some research. It's three percent black or other. Yeah, Com- yeah combined. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. For, the the <laughs> For the entire county. No, there, there are no minorities. And, 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 as, I, as I said in that piece, it's it's funny because there's absolutely nothing nothing resembling black culture. Black culture is invisible in Greene County. The few black people who are there are anything but invisible. Right. <laughs> and they yeah, all know, they each, all know other. each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the reason I bring this up is because, I mean, obviously we're joking around. Wayne and I have a great relationship. Yeah. We do this show together. I clearly don't think he's racist. I would argue that you're growing up and having a fascination with Luke Cage and Stevie Wonder probably puts you in a better I, place I, to do that than random I, other guy I from Green County. That stuff helped. Yes. And maybe even including, you know, the 10 year old who wants to be Luke Cage, because we sort of have culturally decided that because of appropriation, that white people shouldn't do this. You shouldn't want to be the black character. We've also sort of because representation matters. And I do yes. agree with that. We've sort of decided that, Oh, the reason everybody loves the Black Panther movie is, well, great little boys can have a superhero to grow up and want to be like. Little girls can have Shuri, which, who, by the way, is cooler yes. in that film. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been, it should have, it should have been the, the film should have been called Shuri, also starring her yeah. brother. You know, <laughs> just, just hyping up the store. Shuri's getting her own title starting in two months. It was in the new catalog that came last week. And, yeah, and, and oddly yeah, enough, so, the character is now drawn to look much more like the actress than she ever has been before. Than she ever, <laughs> yeah, she she looks she, the character. The character in the comics used yeah. to be older. Now she's not anymore. We don't know how that happened. <laughs> yes, we do because <laughs> because that movie's made a right. billion dollars. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of wish I could cosplay as Shuri because she was awesome. <laughs> yes. I won't. Well, I, I won't. Yeah. Just, just making that clear. I won't. Uh, Except for when you go well, home and you're yeah, in your okay. parents' backyard. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> sure. But I went to my, but, Yeah. She, I was, she was probably like one of my yeah. overstory. Yeah, and I think that's great. But in all honesty, when I was four years old, my favorite superhero was the Falcon because the Falcon looked like me. When I was 10 years old, I liked Spider-Man. 
I was a huge Spider-Man fan. I just was. It's who I sort of associated with at the time. That was the comic book that I subscribed to. So I looked forward to most and every, every month. And that changes over time. It's not that being black, I could not look up to Peter Parker or white character. I absolutely could. A 10-year-old Wayne absolutely can look up to Luke Cage. And mm-hmm. that's a good thing. When it gets taken too far... And the story I was going to tell earlier is uh, in 2017, there was a controversy where a woman showed up at San Diego Comic-Con, the largest gathering of nerds on the planet, quite possibly in the galaxy, (laughs) happens every year. And she showed up as Guinan, a white woman, portraying Whoopi Goldberg's character of Guinan from Star Trek in blackface and badly blackface is always bad and yet <laughs> she made it worse. somehow if you if you google pictures she made it worse and her and her husband just sort of wandered around being offended by all of the many people black white and other yelling at her lady what the fuck are you doing how do you not get how offensive this is and in her mind no, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. This I am honoring this character. Yes. And I do not believe, and I think some people would probably disagree with me on this. I don't think she was making fun of the character. I do not believe she was trying to offend anybody. I believe she was stupid and didn't realize how offensive that would be. You should have been able to look in the mirror and say, oh, no, this is not going to yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but for me, if she'd shown up in just the outfit, Without the makeup, I personally would not have complained. I know how some I know some people probably would have. I would have said, you know, honestly, you're probably it's 2017 at that point. You're likely the only person at San Diego Comic-Con, the largest gathering of nerds on the planet, dressed as Guinan, a minor character from Star Trek. Yeah. 30 yeah, years 30 ago. Years. Jesus, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't re- I didn't realize that till I when I started the sentence and oh God, then I felt bad. But, but no one else is going to be wearing that costume. It probably would have been fine. She became Internet famous. She went viral for doing something offensive inadvertently. And that's sort of something that needs to be resolved because I expect that I'm wrong. I expect that I wouldn't have had a problem with her cosplaying Dinan, but I expect a lot of people would have even without the blackface. And I don't know how to sort of fix that, that nuance there. Like with Luke Cage, there really isn't any way to do that inoffensively. I think the best we came up with is if I was there as the black iron fist, you you might sort of get it. But that costume is such that it is essentially the 70s ideal of the eroticized mm-hmm. Negro, especially the, the the original Luke Cage. And then the modern Luke Cage, there's no way to cosplay it because right. then you're just wearing clothes. Yeah. I mean, I literally cosplay as Luke Cage pretty much every day of my <laughs> I, life. I, I, I wear a hoodie in the You could say I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how I dress every day of my life, which is sort of the conceit right. of the show is that he's not wearing a costume. This is just who, who he is. So you could clearly get away with that. No one would know you were in costume, but I don't know that you can do the classic costume without it being offensive because to be Luke Cage, you are dressing a as the eroticized Negro body. That's yeah. Yeah. It's the black exploitation of 1972. Right. And, and, and that becomes a problem. In a way that I don't know that you have the same problem if you dress as Miles Morales. 
Miles Morales' a Spider-Man costume mm-hmm. with the colors reversed. Well, it's the it, like the Black Panther thing. It's a complete bodysuit. You can't see skin tone. If you took off the mask, I think people yeah. would be like, oh, yeah, right, right yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there might be some getting around it. On the other hand, I mean, we we sort of faded, we sort of faded away from it. There is the question that Ayana brought up. The what's the woman's name who who cosplayed a Starfire? Um, there are two: Cutie Pie Sensei and K Bear. Give the story of where the problem happened. Oh wait, do you mean like the actress who's who's cast in the new Titan show? Actually, we should talk about that too. I've seen many black women cosplay as Starfire, where fans will complain, "You shouldn't be Starfire. Starfire is not black. She's white." And the answer is. Bullshit. Starfire is orange. <laughs> now, the new Titans show that's coming this fall, they have cast a black woman as Starfire and people are complaining against that about that because she doesn't look like Starfire. Nobody looks like Starfire. She's orange. <laughs> now, they chose to not make her orange for the show. Presumably because it cost too much. I don't know. I think it's important to note that the <laughs> actress that they did cast is dark skinned because there were comments that mm-hmm. people were saying that it, it would have been better if she looked like Paula Patton, someone who's like biracial or someone who looked like Zendaya or something like that, because it's less, I guess, noticeable. It's like it's not like so in your face, I guess. I'm going to bring up a horrible phrase from the past here. And and is being orange a little too close to being high yellow? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, no. Well, yeah, in a good in, in the good way. But yes, it, it is the Halle Berry problem. Black yeah. woman, would that be better? Yeah, that's it seemed like the way that. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. of the negative yeah. comments were going that that would have been at least better. They would prefer that if she w- was white, but if yeah. the closer and closer you get to white, the happier that they'll be. So mm-hmm. she could pass. Yeah, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. There is certainly still going to be, sadly enough, even amongst the black community itself, there is going to be uh, bias towards you the darker you are in many, many ways. And that that is a problem. And it's a problem that has many, many complicated reasons that go back to slavery as to why as to why it exists in this country. Yeah, paper bag tax. Yeah. yeah. But it's still an issue that the idea of a Starfire, a fictional character who is an alien with flaming hair. Now, by the way, I'm not, I will come out and say I don't like the costume. Because I didn't like the costume. Yeah, I don't like the costume. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was bad. The whole tone of that show is putting me off, I gotta say. Yeah, but I also, I didn't like the costume. I didn't like the Beast Boy costume. Oddly enough, I thought the Hawk and Dove costume looked great. The two characters that I cared least about <laughs> on the show, whoa. <laughs> they, 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 those looked great. But I didn't like the Starfire costume. It had nothing to do with the fact that she is a mm-hmm. dark-skinned black woman. And in fact, to me, I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Let's see where they're going with that. Um, Particularly assuming the character development goes the way that it sort of naturally is is presumed to go from every other Titan continuity ever where she's got to fall in love with Robin. I am interested in that as a storyline. People rejected it and they wanted to pretend that, oh, well, you're not comic accurate. I actually saw a meme earlier today where people were comparing the characters to cosplayers and to the original representations of the titans and there's like well if it was accurate and they had beast boy and starfire if it was accurate they'd look like this and they'd have white cosplayers who painted themselves green and orange and then they had the versions from the tv show and then they had the originals and by originals they mean the cartoon right from you know, seven years ago because that's the original to the person who made this meme and my response was dude 
no. <laughs> this is the originals were 40 years ago. And you're associating what you mean is this isn't the yeah, thing yeah. that you want. Yeah. This is the like we were talking about on last week's show. This is the thing that you want. Give me more of what I want because this is how I built it in my mind. And you built something in your mind that was white because that's the way that you have always dreamed of it. Starfire is from a race of people who do not look human. So there's no more reason to make her look like a white person than a black person. Bringing that back to the original point, though, you brought up the cosplayer K-Bear, yeah. who has cosplayed as Starfire yeah. recently. And what were you going to say about her? Yeah, she had um, she had two different versions. She had the one that was like her casual, uh, casual Starfire. And then she had like a lewd version of her. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that this is a conversation that we'll get into that, you know, being if you have a heightened sexuality in your cosplay, that there's a lot more that you can get away with and people will be okay with it because you're hot. Yeah. But, um, she made up, she had wrote like a long post saying like, you know, I don't agree with this. I feel like, you know, the, she didn't like the outfit either, but she was saying that anybody can cosplay. It's an expression just of a character. You're choosing a character that inspires you that you think is sexy in some sort of way. But, um, Mm -hmm. there were people, I was reading some of the comments, like under her starfire saying like, Oh, you should be starfire instead. You're way hotter than the other one. You should be her. You look better than the other one. Why didn't they cast you as the new actress in in the Titan show? And she's not, no, she's not. They just thought she looked better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I mean, she's a model, but (laughs) those aren't the same. And the same thing with, um, cutie pie sensei, she's lighter skinned and people were saying, Oh yeah, you should be her too. Blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of shows like how people are using, I guess, that paper bag test, what they feel comfortable with, because too black or anything that's too far from what is familiar to them is really, really scary for a lot of white people and they don't get it. So like if it's too far Mm -hmm. out of what some out of something that they actually know, it's not something that they want to see represented. And it could go back to the same thing that we were talking about earlier and the fact that this is ours. We don't want anyone else to embody these roles because this is something that belongs to us. But what, I do have a question for you guys, though, because Brooklyn, actually one of Mavs for students and one of my classmates, actually, she had sent me this article today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was it's titled, Here's the Powerful Reason Why Black Cosplayers Are Using the Hashtag Black Cosplayer Here Hashtag. And one of the um, <laughs> posts was saying, it's like the last one, she said, my skin color doesn't matter when I'm in costume. I'm not the black Sailor Mars or the black Princess Serenity. I'm Sailor Mars or Princess Serenity. So when you hear that, do you think Mm -hmm. that black cosplayers should be making a distinction by saying like, oh, I'm the black version of so-and-so? Because I made that distinction on my Instagram page. I said, I called myself the chocolate Titana because to me, it was really important, even though they could see that I'm black, obviously. But for me, it was important to say that because I feel like I'm in a different sector of cosplay, I guess I would say. And for me, I'm very proud. I'm very proud to be black. And I feel like that's something that I like to mention. So do you feel like it's just adding Mm -hmm. to, you know, the fire when people are saying like me differentiating between being the black version of this, being the Asian version of this or whatever. For me, so I always like to distinguish between when I'm doing cultural analysis theory and when I'm just giving my opinion. So for me specifically as an opinion, I think that the answer to that question is do what you want to do. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that for an academic (laughs) reason. (laughs) So going back the other way, I think that when you announce your race specifically, Mm -hmm. you are or your gender, you are making a definitive decision to embrace something and no longer fight it. There is a rumor that came out today 
that after five or six years of fan casting, the producers are seriously considering making Idris Elba the next James mm, Bond. He's so hot. <laughs> now, yes, 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 he is. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I will watch. I will watch um, anything with him again. Right. <laughs> yes, and again, speaking as the sixteen-year-old girls that Wayne and I are. <laughs> oh my God, is he dreamy? Um, that said, I don't know, and, and it has not been clear whether or not they are going to embrace his blackness or not. And here's where it matters. Speaking of dark individuals, no one is ever going to forget that Idris Elba is black. Right. And I think that if you are calling yourself the chocolate Zatanna, you are choosing to say my blackness is a part of this outfit in a way that someone who just wanders around and says, this is my Zatanna cosplay without mentioning it is not making her blackness a part of the outfit. And either is okay. It depends on the goal you're going for, because I think that it is personal choice how much your racial identity sort of matters to you yeah. personally, but also has to inhabit the character that you are cosplaying as. Captain Phasma is never the female stormtrooper. It's just Captain Phasma. Yeah. No one has ever said Captain Phasma, the female stormtrooper. Stormtroopers almost never take their helmets off. I don't know which stormtroopers are male and female. I know the faces of two of them, Finn. Phasma, and yeah. that's it. Finn is a black stormtrooper. People made a big deal out of it when it was revealed. It's never mentioned mm -hmm. in the context of the show because his job was stormtrooper who quit. Phasma is stormtrooper captain. And their racial identity and their gender identity are not parts of those characters other than what the fans projected on them. When you are when you are claiming it, it becomes a part of that identity. And it's important that some people do that. Well, and I mean, there's that history in comics. I mean, you in in the 70s, we had you anytime you, the, the famous example, Black Goliath. He couldn't just be Goliath. He was Black Goliath. You know, anytime you had a black character introduced, the word black was in their their title because you know we might not notice so 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 there is that kind of element of there's something problematic eventually black goliath just started going by goliath but and then giant man and then giant man yeah there there is something problematic in and maybe just because those are all written by white guys you know, i don't know they, well, black but, panther yeah, although that one can you can excuse by you know there is an animal by that name but we just still call it the panther yeah, right. You could just call Panther. Panther. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, you but, but you're right. Animal, the, outfit? I don't know. Because it's outfits black. I yeah, don't know. But, I mean, when, but when you ever call that animal the Black Panther, when you ever say right. the Black Bear, you just say bear. Yeah, bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, it is called a Black it. Bear. Like, you, you know, if there was an Asian Goliath, you know, they wouldn't have called him Yellow Goliath. Um, in the seventies, they would have. We in the seventies, they might yeah, have. We yeah, had the yellow. We had some yellow characters in the seventies yeah. that are yeah. very problematic but, today. <laughs> but then that's it. Like that. That whole thing of you know, we have to racially identify these characters through their secret identity name, Black Lightning. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they wouldn't have called him White Lightning. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I I wanted to create a super speedster who who went by the name of White Lightning. Mm -hmm. He's from the South. And then eventually he would change his name to the racist because he races. <laughs> oh God! Um, <laughs> copyright Wayne. Copyright twenty eighteen Wayne Wise. <laughs> I don't think um, anyone's stealing that from you. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And that's okay. So my answer to that is, you know, what is your comfort? I mean, if if that's what you want to embody, you know, if. I mean, you personally, if the, if that's your choice, I'm absolutely for that. Where it becomes problematic is when it has to be, oh, 
you are this. You can't just embody the character as the character. You have to be identified as the black version of that character. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And I can understand like, um, you know, both sides to it, why it's like important for people to state it because there are other ones in that article where they're saying like, oh yeah, I am the black Sailor Moon or whatever. And there one mm-hmm. girl, one comic book writer that I interviewed, her name was Jamila Rouser. She had a cosplay when she was the African Sailor Moon. And I just feel like, Considering the cultural climate, I feel like I feel safe in a way Mm -hmm. by announcing that underneath as like a caption. I feel like it's really important to me because it is something that I am really proud of. And I don't want it. I don't feel like I want to completely hide behind a cosplay because Mm -hmm. I know that I am black and I know that's the first thing that people see. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind reiterating that by saying mm-hmm. I'm the chocolate version of it, just because to me, it makes it really feel like it's my own version of the yeah. character. I think that answers, I mean, what you just said, it's important to you. And I think it needs to be okay well, for it to be important to you. And cosplay is personal expression, you know, with all of this. So and, yeah, and a personal expression, unless it's really horribly racist and damaging, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if that's what you're trying to per- personally express, don't come to the con. <laughs> <laughs> And and again, it is hard. We are in a weird time right now. We are in a time where people are being more culturally aware, more gender aware. And there are the certain things that certain people can't get away with. Sorry. I don't know. What, what do you mean to say? <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. But them's the breaks, yo. Yeah, like that's, right, right. Yeah. I believe for those of us who are woke, you know, I, again, I, I so hate that term. I wish people, you know, just say. I love that term. I prefer people just say. Like smart. <laughs> smart or the good guys, you know, for those who, like, I don't think it's the woke and the unwoke. I think it's the good people and the assholes. So for those of us who aren't the assholes, um, yes, it should not be my responsibility to explain to you why it's problematic for you to walk around as Guinan in blackface. I shouldn't have to explain that to you. But if I don't explain it to you and God, if anybody knows me, if anybody follows my regular blog or follows me on Facebook or on Twitter and, oh, and, oh, and he'll, he'll explain it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my life is devoted to explaining this to people. And someone asked me the other day, isn't that tiring? Like, why do you do that? Oh my God. Yes. It's fucking exhausting. Okay. <laughs> but here's why I do it because I don't know that I can change the world. I don't. But if I can change one at a time, then the world's better for me having done it. And I'm good at it. So that helps. But I think it's important because if you see, I'm going to say ignorant, if you see an ignorant white woman walking around San Diego Comic-Con in blackface as Guinan, you suddenly have two decisions. You can yell at her because she's probably not going to understand an explanation anyway. You can yell at her and shame her. Or you can try to explain it to her. Trying to explain it to her is probably futile. Maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe I won't. It's probably futile. But I guarantee you, if you just yell at her, she's going to fucking vote for Trump. And that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Because in her mind, yelling at her solidifies. Yeah. Are are all those black people yelling at me? Why am I not allowed to, to support this character that I love? Black people are racist. And again, we're going to do a show more on this in a couple of weeks. But the idea of people not getting it, many of them are not getting it on purpose. There are a lot of people who just want to be racist. There are people on Reddit and 4chan and places who are people who are who are stirring the pot and trying to cause discord. And 
those people win when we shame the ignorant people over to their side. And that's my problem. Mm. Yep. That's a really good point. I don't like the ignorant people, but I need the ignorant people. We don't want to push them farther away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And again, I'm not a wizard. Okay. (laughs) I can't just make anybody feel anything that I want. But you talked about the people in Greene County, uh, where Wayne's from. They would hate to be called privileged. Yeah. Because in many ways, they aren't. Privilege is situational, which is a, which mm-hmm. is a nuance that I think a lot of people who would consider themselves woke don't understand. There are certain ways in which you have privilege in one way and not privilege in another way. Mm-hmm. There are certain ways in which black people have privilege or Hispanic people have privilege or women have privilege. There are ways in which privilege is situational. As a rule, white straight men between the ages of 16 and 45 have more privilege than anybody else. And if it's politics, the between the ages of 45 and 75. (laughs) But so as a rule, there are ways to have more privilege more often. But privilege is situational. And when you ignore that nuance and just yell at someone, it makes people in Greene County vote for Trump. I don't for a second believe that Donald Trump caused racism in this country. A lot of people do believe that. Oh, he made, you know, he's making people more racist. No, he's not. He has given the racist somebody to believe in. And and their right to say what they want to say has been taken away from them. For a long time. And now, (laughs) and now the president of the United States says it's okay to believe this. So that's a problem. And you have your Reddit trolls who fucking love that man. And you're not going to change their minds. But when you have someone who is ignorant, who, and and I don't mean ignorant as an insult, ignorant as in they do not know the dictionary definition of ignorant. They don't know what's wrong. They don't know why it's wrong for a white person to cosplay a black person in blackface, or they don't know why it's damaging to say, well, she can't be Starfire because she's too black. If they don't know that, yes, it's offensive for them to be, uh, for them to say it. But when it comes down to just saying that they're being offensive, then without explaining to them in painstaking detail that is seriously (laughs) going to kill me soon. (laughs) Don't let my sacrifice be in vain. (laughs) To to, to use the tag phrase of the show, it doesn't resolve anything. (laughs) Yes, but it but it needs to be done. Yeah, because. The alternative is to piss them off and turn them into allies of the hateful racist. Like what I want is I want there to be more black Zatanas out there and Starfires and, you know, Batman and Superman to where the ignorant person says, "Eh, pretty good Zatana costume like that. You know, (laughs) that's what I want. (laughs) No, I mean, like it's seriously, it's what I want. And to the extent that you remind them that, yes, I'm not just Zatanna. I'm chocolate Zatanna because being black is part of my cultural identity. And I don't want you to ignore that. There, there are a lot of people I know who are good people, good white people who say things like, you know, that I'm colorblind. I don't see race. Fuck you. I see race every day. I don't want you to forget <laughs> that I'm a black person. It is very important to me. And it's like, well, should, shouldn't it not matter? No, I want it to matter to you. <laughs> I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I enjoy who I am. And I don't have to wear hoodies every day. I choose to do that. I like hip hop music. There are a lot of things that are stereotypically black that I enjoy. There are some things that are stereotypically black that I don't enjoy. You don't like Kool-Aid? 
I do. I don't like watermelon. I hate watermelon. I can't stand watermelon. I've hated what I love. Watermelon. I have hated watermelon since I was a small child. You can ask my mother. I have never liked it. It is the stupidest, like of all the possible racial stereotypes. Oh my God. I fucking hate watermelon. It's so disgusting. I do love fried chicken. But with Kool Aid, you need to mix the grape and grape, the red grape one. Grape and red, or, or yeah, the yeah. <laughs> go together, and they and you and you make up the. But anyway, so, so there are you know, <laughs> there are there are things that matter about me about race, and I think it's fine to celebrate them. But I don't want you to forget. And I've gotten into that argument with many people who say, "Oh, well, you know." it's not about race because I'm not noticing the race. It, you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter whether you're noticing the race. I right. am. And right. I'm the one yeah. who's likely to get shot by a cop. So please. Right. <laughs> notice. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. Notice, the, notice my race because again, I'm a black man in a hoodie <laughs> who does not carry a gun. Please don't shoot me. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is like where I'm going with this. I'm cosplaying as Luke Cage whenever I walk out the door. <laughs> so we resolve nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, 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 we talked about a lot. We talked though. about a lot. <laughs> no, they, they, and we drifted. Yeah, this is a good conversation. All over the topic. This is a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Ayana, I, I definitely want to thank you for being on the show. Yeah. This was great. Thank you. Yeah, come no back. Yeah, come back anytime. Um, I will. Is there anything that you want to promote? Where can people see you cosplay Zatanna? Well, you can totally check out my Instagram page. I'm planning on going live about every single week. I was just live on there showing my makeup tutorial for my Zatanna cosplay. So I definitely like to see some more faces in there. And my handle is at com. I-X-B-A-W-S-E. That's Comics Boss. That's all my handles on social media, okay. by the way. Yeah, definitely check it out. Lots of makeup tutorials, but also you, you frequently talk about comic stuff and random other yeah. writing jobs that you've gotten and things like that. So, Yeah, especially um, in my live videos. Mm-hmm. Wayne, where can people find you? Uh, Wayne-Wise.com, although that hasn't been updated very much. That's my blog. There's, there's tons and tons of older stuff I've written if you really want to read my ramblings. Mm-hmm. No lack of content, very little new content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick. And you can follow my blog at chrismaverick.com. You can follow the show at Vox Popcast on Twitter, on Facebook at Vox Popcast, on the blog at www.voxpopcast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and wherever else podcasts come from, Stitcher, Plex, whatever. When you subscribe, please go out and leave us a review that helps other people find the show. It makes us look better in the rankings. And also it just makes us feel good. If you do, we'll (laughs) probably read it on the show. Thank you to Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song that is closing out this very long episode. Thank you again for listening. Thanks. Thanks, Ayana. Oh, thanks for being on. This is great. Thanks so much for having me on the show, you guys. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. in this country we like violence we have those little violent tendencies i'm not the only person i know you're like me when you see somebody walking down the street wearing a superman t-shirt you just want to shoot them in the chest (laughs) when they start to bleed go i guess not (laughs) don't wear the shirt wear a shirt
that says, I bleed if you shoot me in the chest plate, and I will not shoot you in the chest plate. Super bleeder. <laughs> I call him super bleeder.